The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rawley Sussex. It's that time of the day. The ABC's Lord of Language, the ABC's Word Wizard, Rowley Sussex OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk with you about words, language and linguistics. one 222 is the number you can call. That's one 222 G'day, Rowley, or should I say good afternoon, or should I say howdy, partner? Uh, any of those will do. I'm not sure I'd respond to the last one, though. Aww. Yeah. Why not? Well, it's not the way we talk, is it? Well, well the trouble is that... What's wrong with that, y'all? Y'all. Well, the way we talk is becoming increasingly full of Americanisms, and I have a database of 10,000 I have recorded in use in Australia. Some of them, like OK, mm-hmm. are ubiquitous, and it's not only us. Everybody says OK. You know, those lovely places you were checking me out in recently, you know, where are those Rowley Sussex? They all said okay. But there are other things. You did one earlier when you were talking about football. I'm hardly surprised as a child of the 90s. I grew up on American television. Continue. Make me feel old. You're right. (laughs) You said change room. Yes. It used to be changing room. Oh, Right? And there are lots of things within, like dive bell, diving bell, oh. start line, starting line, oh. finish line, finishing line. So the ing is American. The, no, the lack of ing is the American. The lack of ing is American. Is there a fry mm. pan and a frying pan in your vocabulary? Fry pan, yeah, I would What's say the fry pan. I would say fry pan, yeah. yeah. Some people say to me that a fry pan is rectangular and electrical hmm. and a frying pan is round and you put it on the stove. But I'm afraid people use either or both for either or both. Or neither, indeed. Or neither, or neither, yes. So, but uh, what about our old friend schedule, which schedule. used to be schedule. Schedule. And now schedule is pretty much, I think it's probably nine to one mm. in terms of, of how frequently. On the whole, we don't adapt the most, the most distinctive pronunciation of American, which is pronounce R after vowels. So labour, you know, we, we don't say er at the mm. end. But we do say things like laboratory and secretary and ceremony. Instead of laboratory, secretary and... Ceremony. 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 Now, that was the way I grew up, but a lot of people now find that uncomfortable. I certainly wouldn't say ceremony. I'd say ceremony. Ceremony. No. ceremony. Oh, boy. No. Well, ceremony is, is what I grew up with, and I'm sticking with it with gritted teeth, and you know, I've drawn a line in the sand. But so, so the way that you'd say ceremony, mm. oh, I just even sound peculiar. I can't say it like that. Um, yeah. But so is that, but is that Australian English, Rolly, or is that British English? That's, that's British, which we used to follow. And uh-huh. if you went to elocution classes, you would certainly be taught ceremony, not ceremony. Uh, but those, those American ones are now very well established and growing. And they've set up a pattern. Mm-hmm. And we tend to follow not only the word, but the pattern itself. How did it come to be there was such a... I mean, I understand and, and when you were in the UK, you sort of talked with us about the difference in accent and how that evolved in the UK. And obviously in mm. the American um, continents, we see... Well, different languages, certainly, but also different accent in English spoken. But how is it that American English became so different to British English? And certainly there's an Australian English as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, they were settled in 1620. And for a long time, the settlements were pretty much on their own. And one of the real conditions for developing local varieties of languages 
we don't have people moving in or out, not mm. travelling much. Mm -hmm. But, of course, when the gold rushes happened here and in America, we became a country of people in motion. And so the dialect started to get watered down and now they're really in bad shape. But, I mean, are you a gotten lady or a got lady? Oh, Mum said don't use it as often as possible. Yeah. Um, I would probably say... Did you have you have you gotten your school bag? Have you? And I would say, have you got your school bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. But just after you, the next generation, gotten is now well and truly established and growing. Huh. And in Shakespeare's day, it was fifty-fifty, roughly. And after all, if you have forget forgotten and beget begotten, there's a lot of that in the Bible. Why not get gotten? So, so get is coming back. Are you a basil person or a basil person? Basil. Oregano or oregano? Oregano. Okay, so you're still on the right side of the line. Well, that's, that's uh, you know, listen, this is where I find it interesting. Who's to say there's a right side of the line, Rolly? Uh, stuffy people like me. <laughs> Isn't it legitimate as long as you can be understood? Of course it's legitimate. Well, I mean, uh, there, there are ways which are unremarkable in, in Australia, and if you use them, people won't pay any attention. Mm -hmm. There are some things which if you do say them, people will look at you and think, oh, that's a bit... I, I can remember OK was like that when I was a kid. That's so funny, isn't and it? it was, there were days... Well, here's another example, the word great. Yes. My grandma was born in St. Arnold in uh, 1876. Yep. And she said to me one day, I can remember, but dear, before we had the word great. Now, that's, it's difficult to think of a word without great, you know, meaning what a good thing. But all of our words for approval come from American, which is straight, cool and groovy and even filth and neat and way out. They're all American. Why awesome, can't... awesome, yeah. excellent. Uh, so, we had Bonza mm, one time, but Bonza is... Butte. Mm, Butte, yeah, but they're... they're so this is where now... I go, I'm, I'm sort of, I feel often, I get so caught up in the whole American English, English, yeah. English, and I just think, I want to promote the Australian English. Yeah. For example, yes. I would often say... Uh, what are you all doing? Mm -hmm. And we know that in America it's what are y'all doing? Uh, yes. But I actually think, and I'm kind of almost willing to die on this hill, Rolly, <laughs> that it ought be what are you's doing? Yes. Because surely that yeah. is ours. And that it is, is ours. Surely it is our patriotic duty to promote Australian English, yeah. Rolly. Yeah, well, but then would you want to say what is you's doing? What are you's doing? I just think it's neat. Uh, I do. I really do. Shall we take some calls? Yes, go. Trevor, you're in Pomona. Howdy. Good afternoon, Kat and Rolly. Hi. Um, Hi there. Hi. Um, look, I've been waiting here in the waiting list, not the wait list. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> so we won't stand in ceremony. Um, but, uh, well done. You're doing extremely uh, carefully. Trevor's having a great time. Go on, I am. I'm having, I'm having a party. <laughs> Rolly, um, in Australia, when we get off the bus, yes. we get off the bus or off the plane or mm -hmm. off the train. Mm -hmm. In America, they get off of the plane or off of the bus. Ah, I've, I've heard it a lot in the US. I'm not sure if it's America-wide because a lot of people in Australia say, well, I'm, I'm going to get that off of the shelf. And if you yes. are in a hurry, you, that might seem unremarkable or not terribly bad. So, you know, off of, it's an extra preposition. What do you need it? Um, I remember you used to beat people and then in America you beat up people and then you beat up on people. All of those are Americanisms which we have started to use without now realising where they came from. So I, th I think the off of is, is something which may have come from America. I'll try and check it out for you. I'm sure it does. And 
It's sort of as if the bus owns them, so they're getting off of mm. the bus. Well observed, Trevor. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Quentin on the sunny coast. G'day, yes. mate. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> yes, hello to you both. Um, I'm interested with the way you were pronouncing ceremony there, uh, Rolly, mm. uh, uh, how you would pronounce um, government and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, well done not... on Wednesday. That's a tricky one. Yes. Wednesday, yes. Mm. Uh, no, the reason I called was embed. Mm-hmm. It's not, not necessarily related to the American um, theme of today, but mm-hmm. um, embed mm-hmm. or embed, E-M-B-E-D or I-M-B-E-D, and uh, why the difference and is there a difference and is uh, there a particular way or place you're supposed to use one over the other? Yeah, okay. E-M-B-E-D is the preferred one in the dictionaries um, and it's uh, it's no related to embedment and so on. There are other words. But I-M-B-E-D is a, an acceptable alternative. It's listed in our good dictionaries. But I think you would probably say embed if you actually pronounced it, and I think you'd write for preference E-M-B-E-D. But well, well observed because not many people know about the existence of I-M-B-E-D oh, well, and they'd the probably trend. say it was wrong if they heard it. Yes, well, I did think it was wrong and I noticed the trend. I thought it was a typo, but I've noticed a trend in a few government documents where mm-hmm. they're erring on the I version. Yeah, the trouble is that if someone writes in bed and the the spelling checker, not spell checker, by the way, spell ing checker, mm-hmm. knows about it and uh, it, basically it says, okay, that's an acceptable English word. I won't comment on it. It gets through and people just, just you know, continue. Mm. Thank you, Quentin, on the sunny coast. Uh, hi to Dave at Roma on the text line who says, just in regards to schedule, schedule, mm-hmm. an American bloke said once that if you say schedule with the sh sound instead of a sk sound, then you would also have to say kids go to shul. Mm. Which they do if you're Yiddish. Um, no, Hebrew people go to school because that's the Yiddish word for it. Really? Yeah. Shul. Shul. Instead of school. school. Yeah. Schedule. And this is in fact Schule in German. Uh-huh. How's that, Dave? There you go. But there is a problem with this SCH. And I think schedule is now, I don't say it. And I, I flip-flop. I do, I'm not consistent. Yeah, and uh, the, the flip-flop is actually schedule. interesting because uh, for a while, depending on the people you're talking to, mm. we tend to assimilate to what they're doing. And if they're schedule people, you'll probably say it as well. Because <laughs> if you say schedule when they've said schedule, it might almost sound as if you're correcting them. I will definitely only ever call it uh, jam, not jelly. Ah, that, that's one which we haven't got because jelly for us is something else. Mm-hmm. Jelly is the wobbly stuff. Yes. Uh, whereas jam, whereas in America, of course, jelly is what we'd call jam. And then there's the problem with cookies. Uh, someone said that a cookie is a biscuit with chocolate bits in it mm. and a biscuit is not. I don't agree with that. But then there was, there was a company in Melbourne which called, made... Um, Anzac cookie biscuits. Yes. Yuck. Yeah, and there's also biscuit is scone in parts of the United States of America. So it what is. we recognise as a scone is a biscuit. Uh, which is a scone in parts of England. Richard in Cairns. Hello. Yeah, hi. Um, I was, uh, yeah, what goes on with I? Uh, the Americans say I write I will write you, and we say I will write to you. Yeah. And the two 
is often used in many situations here in Australia, but not in the US. Well spotted. Mm. And the, the listeners are on, on a roll today. Well, yeah, I well. Will Write You is one of the standard uh, examples in America where they've got rid of the preposition. So I would write to you. I mean, if we said in, in, in Australia, I'll, I'll write you next week. Yeah, it sounds odd, doesn't it? It sounds odd. Why yeah. didn't you write me? Yeah. Why didn't you write to me? Exactly. The two is still part of our English, but there is a kind of grey area where sometimes, as with schedule, schedule, you, you're not quite sure whether both elicit or only one or the other. Well spotted, Richard. Did thank right. you. Robin, you're at Redham Bay. Hi, Robin. Hi, how are you? Well, thank Hi, you. Hi, Rowley. Oh, Ro- sorry, Rowley. <laughs> thank you. Flourishing. My daughter lived in America for a few years and mm-hmm. I visited regularly. And um, she was in Michigan, Kalamazoo, actually. And um, uh, we were her friends were always talking about us going on holiday to the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I had to ask, where in that nurse was Caribbean? <laughs> yep. And it turns out it's the Caribbean. Yeah. They uh, also have, I've got a couple more. Uh, they also talked about being acclimated mm-hmm. when they went to the Caribbean the Caribbean, yes, and boxed me for a while, and eventually it was acclimatised. Mm-hmm. Was, um, I went to the hairdresser and they asked me, did I want a blowout? And I said, <laughs> I and that was a blow dry. What do you know? I didn't know that one, but then I, I'm, I've reached an age when the hairdresser is no longer a matter of concern to me. Um, now, Caribbean and Caribbean, um, yes, Caribbean is the way we always used to say it and the British still do. Caribbean is not only American, but it's also what they say in the Caribbean themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that if we're going to pay them the compliment of pronouncing it their way, I suppose we'd have to say Caribbean. Both are heard in Australia. Our dictionaries still prefer Caribbean. Raleigh is a mate, a buddy. I have been called Bud and Buddy in Australia, mm-hmm. and mate uh, is is such a, a feature of our language yes. that I'd be very sad to see it go. But it is it is being eroded. I'm um, I'm here for mate. I just I also think it, mate describes a particular type of friendship. I wonder would would mate translate to buddy in American English I don't know. I, or I, pal? I had a, a flat tire a while ago and someone stopped very kindly and said, hey, bud, how are you doing? Do you need some help? As opposed to, hey, mate, how are you going? Yes. And would mate seem a little bit more familiar? And I'm what would you not... say if you were in the UK? What would be the British English? Because, I, again, like I don't I feel hey, lad, mate what is you Australian. You know? <laughs> so it's la- do they have a word for mate? They must what do. What we understand I'm not quite to be sure a mate. What the, what the neutral one would be over In the there. English, English way. But um, the again, no. After a while, bud. It's a bit like kid, you know, for children. Yes. That was an Americanism. Mm. We now now use it without Ubiquitous. any compunction at all. Um, no. How many kids have you got? Sounds normal. Sounds. How many children do you have? Sounds slightly formal. How many whippersnappers? Uh, yes. Have you got uh, Don in Gladstone? G'day, Don. What's going on Goon Dune Street today, mate? Hello. I'm, I'm about <laughs> ten blocks away from Goon Dune Street. It's gone down. You should know better than that. <laughs> What's happening, mate? What even, would you though like to know? Got, even though it's got four O's, it's still gone down. <laughs> yeah, well, gone to Windy, of course, is even worse. Yes. <laughs> um, I might be a bit off subject, Riley, but the word... I watched a movie the other day, or part mm. of a movie. I gave it away because Peter O'Toole was giving me the hits. Uh, and a guy asked him the 
Well, he asked the guy the meaning of the word nevertheless, and it's mm. been in my mind ever since. Mm. And he could, the, the, the other actor who played his son couldn't tell him what it meant. Mm. Um, what's, what's the breakdown of nevertheless? I'm sure that there's an Australianism for it somewhere along the line. That's Not a great really. question, it, it Don. Means, it means in spite of that. And that's four words, whereas nevertheless feels like one word. Never the, the less. less. All right. Now, the other version of it, and it's even older, is notwithstanding. Huh. And notwithstanding, I think it would be definitely rather literary and formal. No, if, if I said to you, uh, uh, the Maroons, 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 uh, are going to be playing well next week, but that notwithstanding, that, that sounds very fussy, doesn't it? Mm. So uh, I think nevertheless is the way. There's the. It's, the, it's old Germanic. The German re- version is nichts desto weniger, which is literally not the less. Um, and so it goes way, way back, and it means in spite of that. Hmm. There you go. There you uh, go. The other, while we're on the... Uh, I watched a few Yankee shows on TV, and uh, the formal greeting in some of them is they walk into a room and they say, what's up? That's uh, right. As though there's a problem. Mm-hmm. They're not meeting it that way. They're meaning how you're going, you know? Like, That's right. So, and I've noticed that the, in British English it might be all right. Yes. Yep. And in Australia, by the way, a lot of the younger people say sup. Sup. Which, uh, which is a way of not su- suggesting something's wrong, sup from but it's just a kind of, kind oh. of greeting. Yeah. You know? Ray, Don, darling, thank you very much. Ray at South Mackay. I'll keep moving because there are many of you keen to have a word in the ear of Professor Rolly Sussex this afternoon. I'm Kat. Ray, go ahead. Good afternoon, Captain Rowley. Yes. The old mate stole my thunder on the schedule. I saw that in a Wizard of Bid comic years ago. But <laughs> the thing that gets me is defence and resource. They put the stress on the first syllable. We used to say resource and defence, mm-hmm. but now it's defence and resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say thorough, which really irritates me. Mm, and route and route. Ah, yeah. That's and a... another one for, is, is Powell. He is a bloke, and bloke called me in the nursery, or he's American. He called, kept calling me Powell. Where I come from, Powell is fighting words. Really? Oh, don't make that mistake. Okay. Oh, yeah. What are you doing, Powell? That's fighting words, where I come from. Oh, where wow. do you come from, Ray? Narendra on the mighty Murrumbidgee River. Oh, right. And now, Powell, Powell is a sort of challenging word, right? Well, they use it as a mate or whatever, but I. I that's interesting. Sort of, Okay. Um, resource and defence, yep, certainly. Uh, they are American, particularly defence and offence in basketball, and that's now passed into our footballs, all codes. Mm. It's, it's used there. And here, to see someone, hear someone say defence is a bit unusual now. Uh, I use it that way. But it doesn't, it's not only the Americans. The British, we've talked about this before, are now saying contribute and distribute, and they've moved the stress onto the first syllable where it used to be contribute, distribute. Okay, so that shifting stress is not just an American thing. It tends to be more American than otherwise, um, particularly things like Fiji rather than Fiji. What's your favoured stress? Fiji, 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 F1J1, that's right. F1J1. Yeah. Uh, This is, again, why I am so delighted that the Australian Made in Brisbane television show Bluey is mm. taking over oh, North America. Ever. Maybe uh, we will see a pendulum swing towards Australian English, Rolly. Well, at long last, we're getting a little bit back from what they've been doing to us with, with Sesame Street and so on. Mind you, Sesame Street is fine. I'm, I'm very Nothing fond of it. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But Bluey is, is, is going gangbusters Isn't in it? the US Isn't and uh, the, the children are starting to say, Mum, should I take out the rubbish rather Mum. than the trash? Yeah. Mum, well, M-O-M. M-U-M rather than M-O-M. M-O-M. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a, that's a definite Americanism. Irwin at the Sunshine Coast. Hello, oh. Cobber. 
Good afternoon to you. Uh, what is the old English word for planting potatoes? Hey, oh. I have no idea. There is a so special you, word for you, planting potatoes? I think you were right on the ball. You said what? Hell? It's helling. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Good. This is this is very, really interesting. It's a I'm very specific agricultural yes, term. I wonder I would I would guess that it's probably dialectal, mm-hmm. which has then become used more widely. You'll have to have to let me take that one on advisement, as the Americans oh, say. Good one. It's an interesting one. Homework, Thank you. Homework for homework, you over yeah. there. Okay. Let's go to Mount Warren Park now on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. I'm Kat. Professor Ruley Sussex is here. Leon. Hi. What would you like to know? G'day, Kat. G'day, Professor Oli. I am wondering if you've noticed the changes in words that have L-I in the centre of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, noticed young newsreaders saying cyclist and stumbling and gambling as Ooh. if there is an L-E in the centre. And it, I, am I being too pedantic? Uh, it, it grates with me because I know those that those vowel sounds are not in the centre of that word. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, n- I've heard it. I've not been confident that it was becoming a general pattern. And for me, gambling and... Sorry, gambling and gambling are different. Gambling is B-O-L-L. No, the, the, the lambs were gambling in the field. Oh, yes. Right? They, they do gamble, don't they? They do gamble, yeah, sort of bouncing around. Um, this is an interesting one because the Americans do tend to put in some vowels where we don't have them mm. to make things a bit like, not laboratory, like laboratory where we swallow up the other vowels, but laboratory is much more an even stress across words, whereas we tend still to reduce vowels that aren't stressed to something close to nothing. Now, the, you do also find it in film rather than film yes. and forward mm. rather than for. So you're onto something here. I'm going to check out cycling, Leon. And see if I can find out if there's a pattern. Of course, it was the slithy toads that gimbled in the way, wasn't the it? The gyre and gimbal in Indeed. the way. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Jeff at Redlands. Hello, Jeff. Oh, hi, Australians. How are you? Good, mate. <laughs> yeah, Thank yeah. you. Uh, I, uh, we're in America and, and uh, we spoke to our relatives and they, they were preparing a meal with some herbs. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's happened here is that the, the French word herbe, H-E-R-B-E, means grass. And in, in French, you don't pronounce the H, so you pronounce it herbe. The Americans borrowed the word without the H, oh, sorry, without, with, the, with the H when they wrote it, but they've pronounced it the French way, and it means herbs to us. Um, it's a bit like you no know, basil and oregano, uh, not to cilantro mention cilantro and, and, and Exactly. Um, there, are, there are quite a few American cooking terms which are different, and this is perhaps the most important one of the lot. Chamomile, chamomile. Yes. And we went to a shop to buy a ball. Yes. And they couldn't understand what we wanted. We had to draw a picture of it <laughs> because, uh, because they wanted us to buy a ball. A ball. <laughs> ball. It depend, yeah. if, you're, if you're in the south of the US, of course, the, the accent is even further from ours than the, what you'll find in certainly in New England and mm-hmm. Boston. Jeff, good on you. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, keep moving with something and we're rapidly running out of time with dear Professor Rolly Sussex on ABC Radio Brisbane in Queensland. Queensland. Queensland, however you'd like to say it. It's 25 to 3. My name's Kat and Martin is at Chelmer. All right, Martin, go ahead. Okay. Hello, Rolly. No. You were talking before about uh, 
what you call somebody, mate is used, and I remember using it occasionally, but the other one is China. Old China. Oh, yes. What derivation of that is. But uh, it, it, it's Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah, uh, I thought it was. Uh, yeah, because China plate rhymes with mate. And that's how it came about. Mm. And so, me old China. Now, what happens with cock, with Cockney rhyming slang is that first of all, you get a word, and the it's normally two or three words. The last one rhymes with the thing you're referring to. No apples and pears for stairs, and trouble and strife for wife, and so Frog on. Frog and toad hit the road. Frog and toad hit the road. Dog and bone for telephone and so on, and then you remove the first two words and just use the last one. Well, sometimes you leave only the first word, and that's what's happened with the old China because China plate. We've lost the plate and we just get China. And having to reconstitute it, if you don't know how these things work, is really tough. Good one. Very good. Well done, Martin. Look, we're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately. Uh, you are indefatigable, dear listeners, and Rolly is a very, very generous with his time. Thank you so much, Rolly. It's My always a, a joy to have you. I enjoy you, it. Uh, in studio. And uh, a last word for mm. us, please. This is something which is very applicable to both you and me. Talk is cheap because supply exceeds demand. <laughs> a pleasure and a privilege. I'll be back. Professor, thank you so much. Professor Rowley Sussex. ABC.